On this Friday morning, this football Friday morning, the last regular season local football Friday of the year. Oh, it's finally come to an end. It's freezing outside. Our teams suck, but still, it's football Friday. We'll have some baseball to get to as well. We got plenty of time to do it. You know how it works on these midnight rides. I got you for five hours until the warm-up show. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Connor exits. Flegelman steps in, and we got you locked down for the next five hours. Me and you taking your calls right here on the fan. Again, 877-337-6666. And, yes, we have made it. We've made it through the week to Friday, and we've made it through the season to the end of this miserable football season that came in with such promise. Do you remember the excitement? Do you remember? Do you remember the promise of this year? Daniel Jones gets the big contract. We have answered our... It's over, Giant fans. We know who the quarterback of the future is. It's Daniel Jones. Brian Dable has fixed him. He's fixed this team. The Giants are going to have a great year. Seven and a half? That's the over-under for the New York Giants? What fools, Vegas? That's the easiest money I ever made. Seven and a half. Ha, ha, ha. Jet fans, we know the enthusiasm for the start of this season for you. Oh, my goodness. Aaron Rodgers, someone finally wants to come here. After all the consternation, all the waiting. Joe Douglas pouring buckets of sauce all over Peter Schwartz's head, telling you he's going to come here. Was it ranch? I believe it was ranch. Ranch dressing all over Schwartz, telling you he's coming here. And then he finally does, and he runs out onto that field at the spotlight on 9-11 and the American flag. My God, what a moment. And this season was supposed to be great, and instead, we know the Jets' season lasted four snaps, and this Giants' season was almost as bad as they got blown out 40 to nothing to start the year, and now they're giving us one last kick in the Johnson. One last uncomfortable week where, yeah, I know this is a thing between me and a lot of you out there, but one last week where I have to determine what I want to do. I got to turn on the giant game and decide what is best for this team. What should I do as a fan? What do I act? Do I care about this game? Do I want to watch this game? Do I care who wins in this game? And unfortunately, I do. Who I do care who wins in this game. And unfortunately, it's got to be the Philadelphia Eagles. And I hate saying it. And especially rivalry against both of our teams here. Finishing up the season. The Jets against Belichick and the Patriots. The Giants against the absolute nemesis of our franchise. The Philadelphia Eagles, who theoretically, I suppose, if the Cowboys actually just have a disaster of a game against Washington, could be playing to win the 
the NFC East and be the first time winner in I don't know 100 years, right? You've seen the stats every every time they talk about the division title. It's been 35 years, it's been 10 years. It's been forever since there's been multiple back-to-back champions for the NFC East. And so it's it's one of those things where it's just, right? You got to we're going to turn on the TV one last week these 17 games they're precious. They're precious. And we want to see, we want to see guys play better. We want to see maybe some of these guys in the defense you just heard uh, in the update, Wink Martindale. But that's what the Wink Martindale story is the epitome of this week, folks. What did, did we talk about this game at all this week? No. We've talked about Saquon Barkley's future. We've talked about Wink Martindale's future. Shepard saying, uh, Sterling Shepard saying goodbye. That's what it's been for the New York Giants. Do you know why that's what it's been for the New York Giants? Because when the season is dead, and boy, has it been dead for forever, it's about next year and the future. And so I will make one last case to you people. I will try and explain it to you one last time. And as ugly and as terrible as it may be, you need to sit down on that couch and not openly root for the Eagles because that's impossible, but we need to understand the best possible scenario is the Giants losing this football game. God forbid they win this game and possibly cost themselves a chance to be, because let's be honest, in a crazy world, and we have seen crazier things in this NFL season than Washington beat the Cowboys, New England beat the Jets. That's not that crazy at all. It's happened 12 times in a row. And the Arizona Cardinals at home beat a Seattle team after the Cardinals just beat Philadelphia. Those are all possible things. Do you know what happens if all of those crazy things take place? The Giants are right back. Right back in the Drake May. Right back in the big-time quarterback, top of the draft conversation and that's where they desperately need to be because we can talk about whether Saquon Barkley should get the franchise tag and what do we do with him and how do we fix the offensive line and how do we bring in weapons and Wink Martindale so important to the defense and you know Brian Dable needs to get back and and be the coach he was last year and Shane needs to do this with all his picks and we can talk about all the different things that impact an NFL franchise and all the different things the Giants need to do to get back into the light where they were last year, but all of it is a secondary conversation to the only conversation that a franchise has. Who is the quarterback? And we are right back in there, and who is the quarterback for the New York Giants? And that needs to be answered on draft day. And I will not. I am one of these people. I am I am easy. I know a lot of you are easy where Giants play football, Giants win that day. That's real. That's that's easy. I get it. I'm even more simplistic than that. I don't care about anything but next year once this season's dead. I am not going to sacrifice next year for a quick enjoyment of a dead season that I'll forget about 10 minutes after the game's over. And we'll all be focused on the only game that really matters this week, Buffalo-Miami. If they beat the Eagles, it is no it it doesn't cost the Eagles anything because Washington's probably going to win the division. There is no reciprocation. There is no getting back. There is no sticking it to them. There is nothing. 
There's a meaningless win with a quarterback playing in the game that won't matter and won't matter to the future of this team. And maybe for five minutes you'll get some enjoyment that they beat the Eagles and it's over the second you change the channel to put on another football game. And that is not worth that brief moment of joy. Walking out of the park, walking out of the stadium, walking out of your seat, walking to your car. That moment of joy is not worth the idea of possibly costing them a chance to move up in the draft or even worse, move further down it and make it more difficult to get a quarterback because New England can beat the Jets. Arizona can beat Seattle and you can find yourself picking third, fourth or even second and that could put you in a position considering what's going on in Chicago, the way Fields is playing, the way the entire team is talking about keeping them. You could find yourself in a situation where they could be two slots away from trading up to the top pick and getting Williams. Or getting whatever quarterback Brian Gable wants. And the Giants, as I've said a million times, are in a perfect situation where they don't have a quarterback and they have an offensive coach who specializes in developing quarterbacks. That's why he got the job. Embrace that. Let's in, let's do that. And if you think, well, you can get him in the fifth, you can get him, you can get a quarterback in the seventh. Hey, listen, look at who was picked first. You know, Stroud wasn't the first quarterback taken. I don't care about any of that. It's all noise. I trust Brian Dable and Joe Shane to make this pick and develop this quarterback, and I want them to have the best chance to take the player they think is best. So I'm not going to get bogged down in the idea the Eagles have owned us for forever whether it be obviously Donovan McNabb or Jeff Garcia or Vince Young or Jalen Hurts or whoever it may be. Every different quarterback, every different maturation of this team has stuck it to us for damn near a decade and a half. I don't care. I'm focused on the future. That's what you need to be focused on, and that's what they are focused on. That's been the whole week. What do you do with Saquon Barkley? What's going on with Wing Martindale? What's going on with this? Do they keep this? It's all about the future. No one said a word about this game, about the matchup, about anything. No one cares about this game. It's about the future. And I'm tired of hearing all these people. I was listening to Sal driving in the other day. I don't understand how a Giants fan could possibly. How could I possibly want to lose this game? How could you possibly want to win it? And cost yourself an opportunity to possibly, because one of those teams are going to win. Like, I firmly believe that. You could be picking fourth or third. And if Chicago could be looking possibly under some crazy scenario, Williams has come out and said he doesn't want to play for them. Or it's, it's at least made intimations. There's, there's feelers out there that he doesn't want to go to Chicago. Fields has been playing great. They're probably going to win, you know, their last handful of games Throughout the season, their defense has completely turned around. Fields is making plays. The entire team and all the veteran players want him to be the quarterback. There's a chance they are looking to trade. And to trade from the fourth or third or fifth position is better than the seventh, eighth, or ninth. It's just the fact of the matter. The Giants need to find a quarterback. Daniel Jones is not it. Daniel Jones is now injury-prone. Daniel Jones has... Finished two of the last three seasons with season-ending surgery, one of which being a neck injury that popped up again. Whatever you think of him, however talented you think he may be, he doesn't win, he doesn't throw touchdowns, and he doesn't stay healthy. That is not a recipe for a successful quarterback for the next 10 years of Giants football. It's just not. We know what Tyrod Taylor is. See you later. And we know what Tommy DeVito is. 
All right, we didn't get to see a ton of him, but we know what he is. He is not the future of the New York Giants. The New York Giants are going to be poised to draft their future. And you don't mess with that for a brief moment of satisfaction. You do what's best for the team. And I hate them. I hate them for making me feel this way. I hate them for making me hope that they don't figure out a way to beat the Eagles. One last kick in the stomach, one last sick feeling, one last dirty, disgusting, I'll have to take a shower after this game, and they did it to me with their miserable play all year long. And the start of this season and the inability to fix the offensive line and just up and down. This ugly, disgusting season. One last week. I got to focus on the future and what's best. And I got to do it at the expense of watching the same team that's run me down for 15 years do it one more time and me to have to do it with a smile on my face because I know it's what's best. Thanks for nothing, New York Giants. 877-337-6666. So, yeah, I'm really happy going into the weekend. Can't wait. Can't wait for these two games. And quite honestly... Jets are in really the same position. It's a little bit different because they're not in the market for a quarterback. They have their future quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. You are you are in a win-it-now situation. You are not looking towards the future. You are looking to improve this team. And you can't continue to lose to the Patriots again and again. It might be your last chance to stick it to Bill. I get it. But ultimately, I said this yesterday, it's the same thing for me. I want what's best for the Jets, for the Jets if I'm a Jet fan. And what's best is the best possible draft pick. There's no other way around it. At the end of the year, seeing, I mean, this week, how many quarterbacks, everyone's sitting, everyone, you know, it's just, you, it's about the future. It's about, you know, making sure that your franchise is in the best position. And if you think starting the season next year, whether it's Bill Belichick or whomever else is the head coach of the, the Patriots, whatever the case may be, if you think when they when they play week four next year and they open up the broadcast and they go, and welcome to Jets Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have won 13 consecutive games against the, uh, against the Jets. If you think that's any different than the Patriots have won 12 of the last 13 against the Jets, it's, it's not. That die has been cast. And ultimately, it doesn't matter. Stop letting the instant gratification rob you of your sanity. Let's go out there and do what we do best. Lose. 877-337-6666. We got some uh, baseball to get to as well. You know, everyone wants to joke about the Mets stealing from the Yankees. Everybody wants to joke about the taking all the cast-offs or sloppy seconds of the New York Yankees. I don't want to joke about that. I want to joke about the Mets not getting any real significant impact players. I don't care if they're Yankees or not. Go get someone impactful. Harrison Bader if he's your starting center fielder next year, we've seen how that goes. And I've defended Harrison Bader and the Montgomery trade and the way he played in the postseason, but he is not an everyday center fielder, not for a championship-worthy team. I think we found that out. And these are the kind of moves the Mets are making. We can have fun with what uniform they used to play in and the dynamic of the fan base and all that. That's great. I'm into it. You want to tweak some Mets fans uh, for the next five hours? I'm cool. I'm open. I'm game. I got nothing else to do. But ultimately, I look at this from the angle of a Met fan. And sure, it's fine. It's wonderful if he's the fourth outfielder. When are they going to do something that will have a major impact on this team? 
And the Yankees need to do it too, and we'll get into the Snell situation, but at least, at the very least, there's some buzz and an idea that the Yankees are out there attempting to do so. The Mets are hanging back and and picking up guys, you know, who can't hit. And pitchers for the, for the Yankees who have been awful. And all these high-ceiling, low-risk, low high-reward guys, great, that's great. And if all of them hit, you might just be a wild-card team. But that's careful Steve Cohen. That's cautious Steve Cohen. I don't know about King Cohen. I know careful Steve Cohen. I know cautious Cohen. That's what he's proved to be in this offseason.